You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. I'm super excited about our guest today on the church podcast, my favorite church member, in my opinion, uh, my bride, Lindsay Skipper. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. All right. So today we're talking about marriage because we're spending a little bit of time as a church family trying to do some marriage maintenance, just to remember that it's important to engage with the covenant spouse God gave us. Not always easy, but we've got to got to keep our marriages healthy. We've got a marriage event coming up on September 15th from 4.30 to 6.30. I hope everybody will sign up for that and be a part of that night. A lot of uh, inside the church encouragement. But we're going to use the podcast all week to offer encouragement from testimonies of church folks who have been married and walking this journey together. And today, I just thought it would be awesome to launch with Lindsay. So, Lindsay, we're so glad you're here. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your treasure trove of marriage advice. And what what the rest of the church doesn't know is that behind the scenes, like when we're not at church, you really are an amazing wife. And not only are you an amazing wife, but you work really hard at it. Like I get to see um, how much you work to learn how to be a good wife, about how how hard you dig and read and the podcasts you listen to and all the things you do, not just to be a great wife, I mean, a great mom, you know, a great teacher for the boys. You're amazing at everything you do, but you certainly are a great wife. So I am glad that you're here to share. So, Lens, tell us a little bit about what you learned about marriage. What can you give the church family today? I think for me, the first thing that I'd like to share is just that marriage can be hard. Um, and when, when Ben asked me earlier in the week, he was like, what are you going to share? And I said, well, I want to talk about marriage being hard. And he was like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard so, to be married to me. Right. Um, and honestly, we have a great marriage. Um, and we, we have gone through some difficult things together and some rough patches. But um, what I mean is that marriage is hard. And that means that we have to work at it. We have to study it. We have to... Um, learn about it, and we have to make it a priority. Um, I think a lot of times in life we neglect our marriages or we neglect our spouses just because we're busy um, and we have other things that pull at our time. But I think about all the effort that a lot of us put forth towards um, learning more about our jobs or um, even reading our Bibles and learning more about God um, or about maybe um, thinking about the food that we eat, you know, or studying about that, or the time we take to exercise, um, all the things that we give our time to. And sometimes we look up and we go, oh, my marriage is not great. And we we get to that point because we really haven't put the time in to making it better. It's and kinda, so kind of crazy that we take we take it for granted. I mean, it's really, it's, it's the primary relationship we have on the earth, maybe the most important one, mm, uh, yeah. well, hands down the most important one. But it's also the easiest one to take for granted and put no effort into just to have it on, on autopilot. So I agree. Yeah, so definitely. you've got to work at it. How have you, uh, how have you worked at it? Um, well, I do try to read books um, frequently. Um, I like to kind of rotate through different genres of books that I read. And so um, every couple months, I like to try to pick a marriage book or a relationship book. And so that is definitely one way that I work at it. Um, also, I do like to listen to podcasts that encourage me in that area or challenge me in that area. Um, and also, um, I think just 
praying for your spouse. I think that helps um, soften your heart toward your spouse. Um, and those are probably my my top ways that I try to. I want to get on better. board with praying for your spouse. I agree, and, I, and same for your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, in our family, we got we've got three boys, but I totally agree. It's hard to yeah. be mad at somebody that you're praying for, and and I find that if you just spend some time praying. Not praying those prayers like, Lord, change her or Mm -hmm. Lord, change him. But instead, you know, Lord, grant me your spirit so that I can love her, that I can love love him. Let me see what she's going through. Help me understand her. You know, we can be changed. All right. So you got to work at that's your first your first treasure for marriage. What else have you brought the church family today, Lynn? This has stuck with me for several years, and I honestly don't remember where we first heard this. Um, I think it was at a marriage event or um, a, a simulcast or something that we attended. And you, Ben, you may remember. But one of the speakers um, shared this thought, and it has really um, been in my mind since then and kind of drives me some in our marriage, is that uh, marriage is not meant just to make you happy. Its big picture goal is to make you holy. Um, And you see that in the scripture, especially in Ephesians 5, where it talks about husbands and wives and their different roles. But um, I think to me, that's such a mind shift for most of us that, you know, well, if he's not doing this, this and this, and then, you know, I'm not happy. Well, maybe that's not the intention. You know, maybe that's not totally what God had in mind. And I'm, I'm not saying that you should never be happy in your marriage, but I feel like if your marriage... Um, is centered on Christ and you're working toward the same goals there, that you will be making each other holy and you will also be making each other happy. So It's interesting because a lot of us who married young, you and I were 21 and 24 mm-hmm. when we got married, and that's not everybody's story, you know, but, but so many couples start pretty young. You know, you, you fall in love in college or right after college and you, you get married about that time. You're not thinking... Oh, Lord, use this person to make me holy for your glory. Help me enjoy you and grow into the image of Christ. You're thinking, wow, I love this person, and we're going to spend the rest of our life together, and it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Your mind is filled with romance. And so I think the first time you encounter the idea that marriage is not intended to make you happy, it's intended to make you holy, it's probably a little bit of a struggle because it rubs against the worldview that you brought into marriage or started your marriage on. But I think you're exactly right. And I'll say this, um, as you and I have shifted to understand that, I'm very happy. Uh, I hope you are. If you're not, definitely. this is a no, bat, <laughs> definitely. Know, this is the time to tell the yeah. church. You know, I'm super happy. Uh, in fact, happier mm-hmm. in my marriage with the right goal. You right, know, kind of freed me up. Well, and I think it's important to remember that you know your spouse cannot fulfill all your needs. They cannot. There's there's no way they can make you happy all the time. You know, and um, I think and Ben and I've talked about this in our marriage about how. Um, Marriage kind of helps reveal your selfishness. You know, Andy Stanley says you can't see greed in the mirror, but I think it's true that you can't see selfishness in the mirror, too. So sometimes being married is like having a mirror where you say, wow, I'm I'm being really selfish right now. You know, um, I think that kind of goes along with that. So here's a question. Um, if marriage is supposed to make you holy as a primary purpose, uh, and I know you, you may not have prepped for this, but that's fine. Can you think of some ways, since you shifted your mindset that way, that marriage has been able to help you become holy? Like, how how does marriage make you holy? 
Um, one thing that just comes to mind, and you're right, I didn't prep for this, so this is off the cuff. Um, but one thing that comes to mind is, you know, I, I think when you are, well, I remember for us, like when we were newly married, you were thinking like, gosh, he should be doing more of the housework or, you know, he should be helping me more <laughs> with this or he should be doing it, washing the clothes or whatever. And I think when you just, this, this is a little example, but like you shift to that, okay, well, you know, that would make me happy if he did more of this and I had less of it to do. But when you think of it as, um, you know, you're moving towards holiness, then it becomes more of, well, how can I serve this person? You know, um, That's what how, I'm can I, how can I serve this person in humility? <laughs> Where, and I'm not saying that the wife should have to do all right, the, right, I mean, right. all the housework or all the right. laundry. I try not to be know. lazy, by the way. I no, Ben's totally much. not lazy. But, you know, I think it's just a shift in your in your mind that you have to make. Yeah. Um, Well, so for me, I I guess one way this works for me is um, you, you sort of think you are walking with the Lord and that you're letting, you're letting Christ rule every area of your heart. You're being changed by a spirit transformed into his image. And then when you're put in situations that test you a little bit, it's when you realize, Oh wait, I've still got some growing to do. And Mm -hmm. for me, a lot of times where my stress or pressure, you know, kind of, I, I guess, reaches critical mass is when, you know, when you get home, you know, when you're, you do great when you're, um, when you're out with strangers or when you're, you know, when I'm serving the church or when I'm, you know, going to make visits or doing difficult things, you know, in or outside the church. But uh, at home, I think is where you're sort of tested and tried the most because you're the most honest. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you don't have, you're not pretending anymore. There's, you know, there's no room for hypocrisy at the house, to be honest, because, you know, you're, the curtain's always pulled back. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, in marriage, in parenting, but for now in marriage, I think is where I can see that I've still got some selfishness left in me. You know, it's where, you know, if I have anger left or if I am impatient, um, I think I, I start to feel or see those things at home. And when you when you feel that start to rise to the surface, to me, that's an awesome opportunity to look up and say, wait a minute, God's not done working on me. Mm-hmm. Now I see another place that I need the Lord to keep working, and God can use my marriage to help make me holy by learning to share space and to serve another person and put another person's uh, needs above my own to learn all the you know arts of Christian living, you know forgiveness and mercy and love and generosity, and to use my words to always build up. I mean, all those things are probably tested the most at home. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that the Lord sort of put in my mind uh, since. Since last year, you, know, you and I went to Ohio last year for a marriage conference. Mm-hmm. And just before that, um, it, it started to develop in my mind that, you know, when you're married, you're taking the church home with you. You know, if we're all the body of Christ, if the whole church is the body of Christ together, then for a married couple who are both believers, not only are you a family, like a, a, a nuclear family, but you're the body of Christ together. So all the things a church is supposed to do to show patience, to love, to forgive, to heal, to bear with, I mean, all those commands that fill up the New Testament, you're supposed to apply those to your wife at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so really marriage is just, I guess, church life, but it's every single day. It's an opportunity to live the New Testament gospel out with each other, um, you know, in very tight space. And I don't know, I guess that's a way that the Lord's kind of taught me that marriage can make you holy. Is it really Every Sunday, if you're married, you're taking the church home with you. Mm-hmm. And all the things that you're supposed to practice in covenant and mar- in, in church, that's also in your covenant at home. Yeah. Um, we need to wrap up, but I guess the last thing I want to throw out there is, hey, one thing I've learned is 
that if you're going to your spouse to meet all your needs, you know, I mean, if you need them um, to make you feel whole, uh, then then you've looked in the mirror and you've seen a deficit inside you, a place that you can grow, a primary place. Because I feel like if we have our needs met in the Lord, if our identity is secure in our walk with the Lord, then we're free to approach our spouse with what we can give, not what we can take. In other words, we're not coming to our spouse half full and needy and desperate for their attention or affection uh, so that then we get irritated if they're not responding properly. But for me, one thing that, one of the things that God's taught me is if I'm if I'm walking with the Lord like I should, if my prayers are where they should, if I if my identity is secure in the Lord, you know, in the morning when I wake up, um, then I'm free in our marriage, you know, to love you freely and to give to you, even if you're having a day where it's not easy for you to give back, mm. and uh, I'm not as you know needy or agitated or whatever. That's something the Lord's taught me. Yeah. Any last words, babe? I think that's it. All right. Hey, I love you. Thanks. You know, in the book of Proverbs. All of the wisdom of Solomon and other sages culminates um, to say, essentially, to this to the to the young Jewish readers who had re- have read Proverbs that the the greatest gift that God can give you is a godly wife. And I will say that's been true in my life. I pray that for our boys. But babe, you're you're a huge blessing. I love you. Thanks for being with us today, and thanks for being my wife. Thanks for-